the definitive guide to holiday-let success. From interviews with successful holiday homeowners and industry experts to useful and usable ideas, resources and discussion. Hello and welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. I'm your host, as always, Elaine Watt. Thank you for joining me and it's superb to be here. Now today I'm bringing on a a brilliant guest, a guy named Mark Walker, known as the Business Builder. Now Mark is based over here in Worcestershire, not far from me, just down the road, which I'm super excited that I'm bringing somebody local on who he's he's such a champion of our area which as a holiday let or vacation rental owner I mean it's great to be able to start making really exceptionally good connections and within your area and really start to champion your area and those business connections and really diving into learning about your area will will be one of the things that you can use as a brilliant marketing tool. So I'm really excited to welcome Mark onto the show today. He will hopefully, he did for me, made me realize that the holiday home is not necessarily the the final place you can go with your holiday let. The way he speaks, he has got such a brilliant background in the property market over here in the UK. So he really knows to look at investments in really different ways. And his information, his knowledge that he shares on this episode is fantastic. And not to mention that at the end of the the recording, he is going to share with you a brilliant and very unexpected and hugely high value, not just in monetary terms, um, but in what you will get out of that offer. It's totally free. So listen on to the end. You you won't be able to stop listening once you get going. You you will really, really be so excited by the, the ways that Mark is starting to make you think about your holiday let, about your portfolio, about what you can actually do with an investment such as that and that you can really go wherever you want with that property whether that's a a load of properties that you'd like to continue developing your your portfolio whether you decide to do something up and sell it on it really starts to make you think what the possibilities are when you get involved in property if the outcome is a holiday let fantastic if you've already got a holiday let where can that holiday let take you does it have to be the only one do you want it to be the only one could there be another thing that you could do with it um could it be a stepping stone to to creating a portfolio mark says it far better than me but he really opened my eyes it's very very exciting to to listen to him speaking and uh, and as i say must listen through to the end where mark gives an incredible offer to spend some time with him talking about what the options are with your holiday let and where you would like to see yourself in a, a you know six months a year five years time with your investments and and your future and it can be based around property so i'll stop going on because he's a far better than i am really really knows his stuff i will pass you over now and uh, i'll hopefully chat to you again very very soon let me know what you think about this episode and let me know when you've got booked up with mark thank you for listening i will speak to you again soon bye for now
gives me great pleasure today to welcome Mark Walker to the podcast. Now, Mark is a long-time entrepreneur, and one of his ongoing loves is property, and he's built himself an extensive and pretty varied portfolio, and some of that portfolio includes holiday-let homes. Now, I know Mark has learned a lot along the way, and he continues to learn and share his experiences and his passion for the property industry across various industries. Mark also has experience in business building, speaking, investing, and he's a renowned coach and mentor. Mark, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the show. How are Elaine, you? Elaine, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely awesome as always, and it's a pleasure to um, be able to serve your, your listeners today. Thank you very much for the invite. Oh, you're so welcome, and thank you for joining me. It's, it's going to be great to hear about some of the different elements that you're going to be able to share with us about getting involved in the holiday let and vacation rental industry. So give us an idea how long you actually have been involved in investing in holiday lets, vacation rentals. Sure. Uh, well, my family have been in property for, for many scores of years. Uh, I took over the family portfolio in 2005 following my mother retiring as a, an estate agent of actually owning multiple branches over 30 years uh, here in our, our home city of Worcester. And so I was brought up through property. So I'm afraid that all I can ever give is, is my personal experience about how we bought property, how we built a massive portfolio, how we help and assist our clients to build portfolios, even if they have very little cash. So um, you could say that uh, sort of bricks and mortar run through my veins. Great stuff. And it's such a, an exciting area because there are so many different facets or faces of the, the property industry. There's so many different ways to to get involved and to to use it to your advantage. But there are. And the, and the beauty is that in the UK, we have massive opportunities within the property sector. We can clearly buy our own property to live in. But even nowadays, using some of the strategies that I teach my clients and mentees, I show them how to build portfolios, as I say, with very little cash, um, how to use uh, contracts of varying sorts. And, and so for everyone listening today who are looking to build their holiday let portfolio, what I would tell them all is that they don't have to worry if they've only got a small amount of finance or even if they're in a situation where they have poor credit, uh, so poor credit status, or even if they have no ability to gain any more buy-to-let mortgages. There are many other structures now, uh, around nowadays, Elaine, that can really help individuals build a portfolio, and for whatever reason, you know, perhaps they want to come out of a long-term career, uh, perhaps they're, they're in their sort of the 40s and they're thinking of retiring, or, or perhaps they've come into um, some inheritance recently and, and they think, look, let's go and buy a place down by the seaside and turn it into a holiday home. But in fact, by using and utilising and knowing the systems and processes, you can actually make a fairly uh, small inheritance sum, you know, sort of a six-figure sum. You can make a fairly small inheritance sum go a very, very long way nowadays in property. Exciting stuff. Really interesting to hear that from you, that there are different ways of getting actually involved in the property industry. So great to have you here to maybe share a little bit about that. And I know that one element you mentioned uh, that you did get involved in buying holiday homes. Now, you went about this a slightly different way to the traditional way. Were these particular properties bought off plan? Can you tell us a little bit about that, how it came about and how you got involved? Yeah, sure. Around about 2004, uh, we became aware of, of many developments overseas in Cyprus. Now, at that time, there was the Cypriot pound. There was rumours that they may join the euro. Uh, and so we saw a massive opportunity. And that's, that's the key thing in business and in life is to, to, to understand by mixing with like-minded people that have their ear to the ground that we could ride the crest of the wave, if you like, before it actually bubbled and, and burst. So 
what we were able to do was by going over to the eastern side of Cyprus, we found a development site, we got to know the developer there, we understood that they were building some executive style properties, and so we bought off plan five villas uh, with their own swimming pool, their own parking area and, uh, and, and covered carport, um, and we were able then to utilise what was going on on that site uh, by making sure that the estate agents over there and the, the developer, at the point that they started to run out of um, plots of ground, we were able to flip those, the, the, or the main part of the, uh, the development, back to them. So we actually ended up holding on to one villa uh, and utilising the cash that we made from the other four development sites into uh, purchasing an apartment over there, which isn't too far away from that particular development. And obviously the main thing is, um, I build businesses, which means we need to make profit. Um, uh, we made a lot of profit out of flipping those development sites back to the developer. So a very interesting and slightly different take on getting, getting involved in the vacation rental or holiday let industry. So you retained one of the four, but used the other four from a very business orientated manner and turned it into profit. Absolutely. And the key thing was, I didn't have all the skills and experience of creating wealth in a foreign country. So we had to call upon new contacts. Um, the funny thing is, is that years later, it's led me on to meet other well-known entrepreneurs, uh, such as Mr. Mark Anastasia, who's a, a New York Times best-selling author. He wrote a, a book called the, uh, the excuse me, the Laptop Millionaire. Uh, and Mark sort of travels the whole globe and, and always ends up going back to Cyprus. He lives on the western side. Um, and I was also able to meet. Uh, a fellow businessman from Worcester who who's pretty much lives in Cyprus eight months of the year. He comes back during the year to the UK uh, to run his business here in Worcester. And so by chatting to these individuals, I was able to understand how the property market works, how the uh, Cypriot banking system works. I'm very keen and I, I train a lot of people about how the UK banking system works because I truly believe that when you understand how wealth is created from the banking system, we can all take our own uh, individual elements from that and to create our own wealth, which is what I've done for many, many years. So I know that it works. But primarily, by going over to Cyprus, um, I, I did not know how the monetary system worked. And, and having discovered that, it became very, very transparent to ourselves that we would, A, be able to take um, quite a few building plots, uh, B, uh, be able to then sell those back, while C, retaining what was, as we're saying, a, a holiday rental for, for quite a while. And, and what I used to do was, for my private clients that would come on board with me, one of the first things I would do to clear their mind of all their current programming and all the dogma that goes on in life where people tell them they can't do this and they can't do that and, you know, you, know, you shouldn't try this and you shouldn't try that. All I ever say, by the way, to that, Elaine, if someone says that to anybody listening today, that you can't do something, just ask them, you know, have they actually tried it themselves? You find that a lot of people read the headlines of, of newspapers and, uh, and, and sort of mainstream media, and that keeps a lot of people down. A lot of people listening today may, may well have some amazing ideas, but they just happen to be mixing with the wrong crowd, and so unable to bring those ideas to the fore and actually make them work. So what I would say to everybody today, please, please work with people like myself and Elaine who have, you know, we're doing what we teach and what we love and what we're passionate about. Don't listen to those naysayers. Great, great advice. I truly believe there's a, a lot of movement. Any decisions that you make, of course, they're based on past experience, but a lot is based on what you see around you and, and how you talk to yourself internally. So that's a great point. Thank you for sharing that. Now, the properties that you were involved in over in Cyprus, they were slightly different. You've also been involved in the UK holiday let uh, property market. Whereabouts are those particular properties and, and how did you go about investing there and are they ongoing as holiday lets? 
Do you manage them yourselves? Just tell us a little bit about that side of your business. Yeah, sure. Well, in terms of managing the portfolio, as I say, in 2005, I took over the family portfolio. We have an extensive one here in Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. Obviously, I've mentioned very briefly the properties in Cyprus. And we also invested in a row of cottages down in South Wales. Uh, now, these aren't too far away from another good friend of mine, Mr. Kevin Green, who's one of the secret millionaires off Channel 4's TV show. Uh, and Kevin... Um, I, I believe also looked in this particular area where, whether we went after the same cottages I, wouldn't, I, I can't recall because it's a long time ago now. Um, but, but basically we took control of a row of derelict cottages and we went about refurbishing them using local tradesmen local craftsmen um, and that's, cause that's, the fir- that's another thing I firmly believe in Elaine for everybody listening today is wherever you invest uh, to build your portfolio always use local tradespeople because it's very important to give back to the local community where you're about to step into as you know the new landlord of the area um, there's, there's no point in trying to um, have some inflated ego which would just go hey we own these six cottages and if you want to come to us you know you've got to integrate because once you integrate with with the local um, community then you find the very first thing tenants are very easy to come by people understand why you're there why you're investing and you don't have to have um, an external letting agency, which costs you know, a considerable amount of money when you have a portfolio of our size. It, you don't have to have that. So you, so you can keep everything in-house. Brilliant stuff. So that's also exceptional, exceptionally good advice with regards to getting involved with the local tradespeople. It's so important, I always think, to, to try and keep things local and to support your local area and particularly for holiday home owners that they do get involved with their local area because that's where they're going to be able to make some really good connections with local businesses which could refer holiday home business to them as time goes on. So if you're sending people to your favourite pub and you let your pub know that you are sending people because you love them chances are they're going to be happy to to send back to you so that all sort of goes hand in hand so great advice mark thank you no problem at all i mean it's key i'm known for creating multiple streams of income for individuals businesses and what we've just mentioned there elaine from my side and yourself is is absolutely fundamental that in order to grow our business our business our net worth is the size of our network so the, the bigger you create your network next to your holiday let by visiting local businesses, explaining to them what you're offering from your establishment, the more chance that those individuals who again want custom because they're in business to sell cakes, to sell bread, to sell petrol, to sell newspapers, whatever it is they're looking to sell, they will offer you things that they don't offer the general public. So it's very important to build up a local network to your holiday let and, and whatever that that, that can be, as you say, from pubs to restaurants to convenience stores, whatever it is that's local, uh, in order to generate, A, extra revenue for that particular local business, and B, to generate yourself extra leads. Yes, really, really well put. Thank you. Now, with those places down in Wales, have you continued with those as holiday homes? Have they stayed within your portfolio? They've stayed within the portfolio, but not as holiday homes. Um, the first, uh-huh. because they required so, uh, such an extensive refurbishment program, which took nearly two years, what we actually did was we ended up selling them off one by one until we ended up with a couple which we retained for full-time tenants and gave ourselves a holiday home for ourselves, for the family. So whilst it's a smaller cottage, um, and for those that follow me, by the way, Leighton, they can actually go and see video footage of that particular property 
you know, I go around about two times a year. We back straight onto a river, so you know people have seen the river when it's uh, you know sort of very shallow, and then when the river's in full flood in the winter, and it, it's amazing, amazing scenery. Um, now I use that for different purposes. I go and do some sort of downtime. You know, it gives me chance and opportunity to write up my reports for my clients to see how business is going, and basically clear my my mind of, of any other distractions, if you like, back up in the Worcestershire area. But for individuals, they can they could take exactly the same opportunity. Down in South Wales, there are plenty of properties waiting for refurbishment. Um, I can teach them skill sets to take control of the property under contract. Uh, one of the other things I do is also development and investment. So I do help my clients. Actually, I actually fund my, my clients' investment uh, for refurbishment programs. So if there is anybody listening, and this is a little plug to me, I hope you don't mind, Elaine. No, uh, love it. <laughs> but anybody that's listening that has you know, a good opportunity, um, all I would say is come and connect with me. Have a look what we're doing first. If I'm the sort of guy you think you'd like to meet up with and have a chat, by all means, come to my Worcester-based offices. Uh, we can have a call, a chat, whatever, whatever people need. It's about other people nowadays. Uh, you know, I've spent 30-odd years building people's businesses. Um, I own multiple companies. Uh, and so I, I just want to give back by sharing my knowledge um, before I'm afraid that, that Grim Reaper day arrives. <laughs> it's, and you've, you've clearly got so much to share in the property market. And it seems to me the knowledge that you have, if people are coming looking for a holiday home or if they're coming looking to invest, as we've talked about, if they've got a... If they've suddenly come into some money, if they've had some inheritance, if they've cashed in a pension, if they've done really well in business, whatever they have decided they, they have a sum of money for, if they're looking to invest, it seems like the, the reason that they invest can change during the process. So those properties that you went for um, in South Wales, you were maybe thinking, yes, these would be perfect holiday lets. Actually, it turned out they that one stayed as a holiday home for yourselves and the others turned into more feasible for long-term lets and stayed within the portfolio. So things can change. So speaking to somebody like you who has got so much knowledge can really help help somebody looking for a holiday home just because you come looking for a holiday home working with mark it then doesn't mean that place might end up as a holiday home indeed it might turn into several different investments elaine you're absolutely right because the one thing is uh, within the property industry it, it's very bespoke to the individual it you, you can take um, a, a project blueprint and say, this is how we're going to turn this into this. This is the architect. This is the plans, et cetera, et cetera. But that decision-making process is months after an individual has decided what it is they want from their portfolio. So, for example, with the cottages that we uh, refurbished, it came to a point where actually we had some, um, we had some capital growth. Uh, which was the two that we were able to sell off. We then have the equity growth from the two that we continue to tenant out uh, to local individuals. So, again, they're local to the family. They're not going to cause us any trouble. They've been there for many years. We're not looking to get rid of them. The value of the properties has skyrocketed over the last 10 years. And, of course, the last one is still equity growth, but it's also a holiday home. So the tenant property gives us cash flow, whilst the three that remain ours give us equity growth, whilst, of course, the two that we sold on, in reality, helped fund the project in the first place. So it is about meeting people and saying, what is it that you want out of your portfolio? And then based on what individuals tell me, we can do a bespoke and tailor-made solution for their needs. So you can just guide them through the whole different, all the def many different sides to the property industry and what comes out at the end is going to be something that suits them, whether or not it's labelled as holiday let, long-term let, 
investment, you sell it, whatever it is, it's going to meet the needs. Even if what you first went in for was a holiday let, that might not be what you come out with, but you will still facilitate having holiday time because you'll have built a portfolio which will invariably benefit you financially. Absolutely, because again, it's about the individual and are they looking for some quick cash flow to come in? Are they looking to uh, retire out of their current position? So they'd like to sort of be pulling in maybe three to four thousand pounds a month or are they looking to have long-term equity growth where we can help them to refurbish and development a particular property and they know that straight away, um, you know, buying a property at 50,000 in South Wales, adding 100,000 of value to it, yeah, 150 in total, you know, you can still be selling properties in South Wales for 200, 300,000 pounds. Uh, and if you find one that's in an exceptionally good location, you're quite close to the coast, then in terms of rental income, I have friends that actually have a whole rental business based upon having larger properties and small castles in their portfolio. So when you go looking at their emails that ping in that talk about renting a castle for the weekend at £2,500, people go, wow, that's impossible. But actually the place sleeps 20 people. So you're looking at, you know, sort of less, well, just over £100 per person if you've got 20 friends that want to go and live in a castle for a weekend. Uh, so you can upscale your business when you think outside of the box and, and don't just focus on that sort of chunk of cash and how much it's going to cost in the first place. Because rest assured, there are plenty of castles around that are for sale that people don't know what to do with. But, you know, I have the secrets of cash flowing them. Great stuff. Really, really interesting to hear this, all these different sides and the way that this, it's just a journey that you're on with your investment and uh, and to hear that you've, you've got involved in so many different areas. It's very, very interesting to hear that you just have this amount of knowledge, which can can really help anybody. So if we're getting down to the point, the, the properties that you've actually let out as holiday homes and you say that you've managed all of that in house. So if you were dealing with somebody and you'd help them find a holiday home and that was what worked out best for them. Would you ever advise um, a holiday home owner to use a local agent or should they really learn how to look after and market that property themselves? I think there's nothing better in life than the baptism of fire. Um, <laughs> le letting agents um, have a place in the marketplace, of course they do, they manage uh, hundreds of thousands of properties across the UK uh, and so I'm not advocating people should not use letting agents. What I would suggest though is that when you start creating your own property portfolio, you need to understand how your business is working. And I think that's the key thing. Everyone has to understand that your property portfolio, whether it be for long-term gain or for rental purposes, for holiday lets, you have to have that as a business. So in order to have a business, you need to not abdicate your responsibility to a letting agent hundreds of miles away to run your business for you. Um, I deal with lots of individuals, and some of them, if you like, at the 59th minute of the 11th hour, um, who are facing repossession for their property, for example. Uh, and they call me as a last resort because one of the things I do for individuals is I stop repossessions at court. Uh, now, if people get hold of me before the 59th minute of the 11th hour, I can quite often deal with the lenders. Um, but normally they don't. You know, they, they, they sort of put their head in the sand. They blame everybody around themselves because there are a lot of outside influences that can affect a repossession situation. But the main thing is, you can't abdicate your responsibility for your business. So I would suggest to everybody listening to me today, my, from my experience, take control of certainly your first three or four rentals. Get your own systems in place. And I can quite happily share with you in a moment, Elaine, one of the systems I put in place, if you'd like me to. 
Yes, please. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that after this. So. You have to take control of your property business. You have to take control of not so much the building, because the building will always be there. It's the people around the building, therefore around your business, that are going to affect your business. One of the biggest challenges we have in any rental are tenants or holiday um, rental uh, individuals who, who potentially turn up in the middle of winter, they go to put the boiler on, and the boiler doesn't come on. Now, if you own a property like we do in South Wales, and I'll just use that because it's a live example, then if I'm in Worcester... I don't want somebody ringing me from South Wales to say, Mark, my boiler isn't working. Now, if we use a letting agency, we have to understand that all the letting agency has as a responsibility under their management agreement is to make sure that the rental comes in on time and they notify individuals of of challenges as they appear. So, in fact, they're not really doing anything to help your business. They're just saying, hey, your boiler doesn't work. Well, that doesn't help me because I'm still in Worcester. So, we set up a system, and, and, and I'll now draw on our local uh, family portfolio, as I say, Herefordshire, Worcestershire, Gloucestershire. And what I set up when I took over as operations director for the family, it's a very simple system where we have our key service personnel. So we have a gas fitter, we have a plumber, and we have an electrician. And unfortunately, we, we cho- or I chose to use individual tradespeople rather than an all-in-one company. Again, don't put your eggs in one basket. It doesn't give you any leverage if there's a challenge with one company. All you can do is end up moving to another company. So I chose, from my experience, to use multiple uh, individuals. However, those individuals have a very strict guideline of what I set down for them for the terms and conditions for them doing business with us. So, for example, somebody rings uh, from South Wales. Uh, sorry, then let's use the local example. Somebody rings from, uh, from Worcester. Who do they ring to say they've got a problem with the boiler? Well, I've set up with a, a, a virtual assistant secretarial service based here in the UK. We've actually been going since the 1970s. A very simple script. So when a tenant rings a, a, a tenant telephone number, it's a single telephone number they have to remember. They have a simple script, which I wrote, which they then read out to that tenant. Very simply, they answer the phone emergency call service, how can we help? Uh, the tenant will say something like, my boiler isn't starting. And then the script just goes, well, could you tell me your name, your address, and your mobile phone number? The reason we have a mobile phone number is that that particular secretarial service is able then to send an email and a text message out immediately after the call, and the email hits our central head office server, and the text message goes straight to the individual, so the plumber or the electrician or the gas fitter. And because of the prior arranged agreement with those service providers, they know they have to respond within 30 minutes. Now, that's not 30 minutes to fix the job, but that's 30 minutes to ring the individual tenant. And this is the same for your holiday let listeners, Elaine, that they, they don't want to be called in every five minutes because this isn't working or that's not working or the bed sheets aren't clean or someone left some stale milk in the fridge. You know, even if you have housekeepers in the area, your housekeepers can be hooked into this virtual secretarial service uh, who will then manage your business, but you still get notified. As I say, you get an email. You can choose to have the email or the text or you can have both if you wanted to. But what I do when I create my clients' businesses is I give them an opportunity to have a breather in their business. So I'm pretty sure people that come to work for themselves actually don't want to create themselves another job. You know, they want to have a little bit more of a relaxed lifestyle. So you have to have the systems and processes in place. And with a very simple telephone system, one phone call, one phone number, whether it's a, a holiday let individual or a tenant, their problems are solved. 
Great. That's that's really just an awesome system you've got set up there. And just to think from a holiday home owner's point of view, if something like that is pretty accessible to them and it's easy to set up, it's easy to run, the the weight lifted off your shoulder there of just slightly on tender hooks, wondering if that midnight or two o'clock in the morning phone call, should something go wrong, is going to come just having that off your shoulders just could be one huge step to freeing up mental energy so that you can focus on the other parts of your business that we mentioned and that you mentioned to to really take control of those businesses and, and really get them let out and learn how to let them out uh, and it allows people to focus on the really important parts of their business absolutely and, and these individuals as i say They've been around since the 1970s. They're obviously working with 21st technology uh, software and, and systems nowadays. They're open 24-7, 365. So you know, ask, all I'd say to your listeners today, do they really want to be sat on Christmas Day having Christmas lunch at 3 o'clock when that phone call comes in from somebody who's decided to rent one of their holiday lets over the Christmas period? You know, I can't get the fire working. I think, and my, may I suggest to your listeners the answer is I'd rather be pulling my own cracker and eating my turkey and sprouts than having to get in my car and travel. Um, oh, the, the company, there are many companies out there as well, Elaine, that offer a great service, but the, the company that I use, are, uh, their web address is payganswer.co.uk. So payganswer.co.uk. Um, people can go there, read on their website what they have to offer. The beauty about that company, and I've been sending my clients to them for, for nearly 15 years now, is that they don't have any contracts, they don't have any minimum spend levels, you're not tied into anything, you can try their service. You know, it's a very, very open company. And I know one of the individuals, because I met, uh, who's actually the, the sister um, of the guy that developed the software, um, the Millman family, uh, and I've known them for, for many, many years, and I can only highly recommend them. But there are many other um, service and secretarial providers around the country. And it's just one way of plugging into a secretarial service with that little formula that I mentioned earlier, you know, using the tradespeople and having a single phone number and having a script already pre-written. It just takes all that worry away as you sit there at home wondering who is now looking after those out-of-hour calls. That's great stuff. What, what an incredible resource that you've just shared with our listeners. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And anyone, when you are listening, I will make sure that all of these different things that Mark mentions today and, of course, how to get in touch with Mark will be linked up in the show notes at holidayletsuccess.com. Mark, you've given us so much information already. <laughs> <laughs> it's been absolutely great. So how do you go about finding and keeping reliable team members? So whether they be they be housekeepers, they, they be people like PAYG Answer, um, if they be people on the ground, maybe doing up the places before you either let them, sell them, whatever they become. How do you go about really finding reliable people to help you? Sure. Shall I share my secret? Yes, please. I talk to people. Ah, very simple and straightforward. <laughs> yeah, if I was to be going to a new area to invest in, I would talk to the individuals in those areas that have that expertise. I think one of the key things to remember, Elaine, is that there are more properties available than there are investors and that there are people who actually will go out and do something. Uh, a lot of individuals watch shows such as uh, Home Under the Hammer, for example, because um, they watch the morning television. Uh, and you know what? They never go out and get a property. They never go to an auction. They never, they, it's, it's that whole um, procrastination about you know, actually getting on with doing something. So to everyone listening today, I would say just go out there, look at a target area, even if it's you know, somewhere where you live. 
There's going to be something in the area where you are that is an attraction for somebody else. We have to forget that our business is about us. You know, I call it leaving your ego at the door. Yeah, leave your ego at the door. Step outside and go, wow, I live in a beautiful area or I live in an inner city area. But what is around me in this inner city area that is going to be an attraction to other people? And we only have to look at the bigger cities, such as London. There are many, many areas in London that one might feel they don't want to visit. But actually, when you then look around at the number of attractions that are created there, it draws in millions and millions of people. So never be afraid to just look outside your front door, but with sort of blue sky thinking and have a look around, do a lot of uh, internet searches, have a look at what things used to be in an area. Uh, what, maybe there's a big mansion house you know, that, that used to be there that's now gone, but there is still a lot of story behind the property. You never know what other people will be interested in. And it never, ever amazes me, uh, or never fails to amaze me, the number of people I meet in my journey lane, and I think I would never have thought people would follow that as a particular subject matter. Yeah, it, it is very, very good point that there are so many different people with so many different interests that, yeah, really looking outside. And that sometimes it's quite difficult to to look up and look outside or or try and realize that you're not doing it because you can get so caught up in the day-to-day -day running of that holiday home of that business of your day-to-day -day that just looking up seeing what everybody else is doing learning from other people learning about different areas and learning from people like mark can um it can really make all the difference to, to where you go moving forwards, whether or not you sort of stay stuck in a relatively small business or whether you can move and really take that next step and, and make a difference. And, and you have, you can make a difference. You can, even a holiday home makes a huge difference to somebody's, somebody's life, somebody's world. If they come and stay in your holiday home, you've helped them create memories and have a fantastic time. That, that's making a difference. It is. And the other thing is in business today, you know, being 21st century business, it's more about collaboration than competition. I think the old dogma of everyone's jealous of what you have and, you know, everyone's after that same building or the person down the street doesn't want you to have that because they buy all the houses in the street and they have all the holiday lets. I think a lot of that is gone. A lot of that is dogma. A lot of that was keeping people down many years ago because people would think, oh, I don't want to buy that there because so-and-so is down the road and that's going to do this and do that. And it's, it's just complete. In my experience, I suggest to everybody, it, it, it's pretty much a load of rubbish. I've got to be quite blunt about it. You know, <laughs> if you're a property investor who goes into an area where perhaps you find a property you think that's a little bit outside my price bracket, and even if you, if you want that building that much, you will find somebody to what we call joint venture with you to help and invest in that particular property. So I suggest that the best person suited to have a, as a JV partner in an area will be somebody who's already investing in that area. Because they have an active involvement in the area, they know the tradespeople, they know the council, if there's planning issues, etc., etc. You know, you, you really should start to glean all of your experience from people that are already doing it, rather than sort of being slightly, uh, slightly scared, you know, with inside your own four walls thinking, I, I don't want to ask for help. You know, there is an old adage, of course, that, you know, help will only come when someone's ready to be helped. So I would say just talk to people. There are property forums. There's so much you can find out on the Internet, you know, before you even venture into an area. Uh, but making sure that you look in the right areas for a start for the type of property that you're after. Yeah, and that again is down to what we were speaking about previously. That's looking at the different attractions and they can be so, so varied that uh, yeah, it could be could end up being anywhere and there can still be reasons for people to to visit still within your price bracket still within what it is that you want to achieve still within your goals absolutely uh, and that's the key thing the goals you've mentioned it's actually 
putting a plan in place. I, I, I know you've used the word goals, but what I would suggest to our listeners is that it's not always about the goals in our life um, written down on the whiteboard. It's actually about having a plan and making sure that plan has a blueprint and the blueprint is step by step. Because by taking that small step day by day, you're actually going to get your plan sorted. Whereas goals, if we put those into our head, we're just going to have a load of goals. You know, people might want a bigger car, a bigger house, a multiple portfolio, items abroad, items in the UK. Who knows? You know, that, that's the goal thing. So I would say take the, take the word goals from today out of your business plan and actually just have a plan. Just say, hey, I'm looking by the end of 2016 to have four holiday-let rentals. I have this as a budget, and I need to speak to people like Mark who can help me invest or send to his commercial division, which we haven't talked about yet, Elaine, by the way. But, you know, I have a commercial division with architects and planners and interior designers. We do a lot of work for Haven Holidays, Thompson Chewy, Merlin Entertainment Group. So, you know, anything from Blackpool Tower to the London Eye, Chessington World of Adventure, my team redid their safari ride just over a year and a half ago. So I've got a lot of experience for myself, but I've also got teams outside that I leverage. And that's key as well. Going back to when you asked me earlier about how do I find my people for my teams, two things I do, leverage other people's expert skill sets. And also I use a little bit of um, software from a gentleman called James, uh, Roger James Hamilton. Uh, he has a company called Wealth Dynamics. And it's a simple test that I get everyone to take before they come and join me as a JV partner. Because it, it lets them take a test, which is a bit like a personality test and a psycho-profiling test, just to see where they fit in my business, to make sure that you're not going to have sort of uh, two creative decision-makers, you know, working in the same business. Because you never get any decisions made, obviously. You're all coming up with creative ideas and nobody takes <laughs> any action. Um, but there, 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 are, there is other uh, software tools out there. But as I say, um, Roger Hamilton, great guy, well-known across the internet and the planet. Um, you know, he visits uh, Sir Richard Branson, uh, Necker Island, etc. He's, he's a great guy to know and a great guy to follow as well. So it seems to me that really just what you said really reiterates the importance of relationships, whether that's for knowledge, which is part of the, the process that you've gone through. And you know a lot of different people with different expertise and you put it into practice, whether it's from down on the ground where you're speaking to the local people where you've just invested so you can find different people to look after different elements of a, of a property, whether that be a holiday let or a vacation rental or a long term let or if you are a holiday homeowner and you're looking to make connections with local businesses to really together look after your area and bring information it's all down to relationships isn't it it is absolutely i think business and life is all about relationships um you know relationships come in many various forms obviously personal relationships and business relationships but business relationships uh, take time to to forge uh, you know you've got to go out to these networking events you've got to hook up with uh, national property uh, forums and groups so you can see what people are doing and you can start to forge that relationship. One of the things that I do on my property training courses is I, I have very, very small bespoke courses. You know, there's three, four of us in the room. That's it. We don't do the 50 and 60 people in the room because uh, I believe that's, that becomes generic training to 60 people. But when I have four people around a desk with me in my office and I'm sharing everything I'm doing live, they can check the files that we've got as projects now. You know, it builds massive trust and credibility straight away. So Individuals can leave my office having one day of training, knowing that not only have they got the, the new things in their head, which they didn't know before. So all of the, the new strategies that we use to grow our portfolio and to, to find our refurbishment projects. But they've also got somebody there with investment funds behind them in order to invest in the project on their very first deal. And, and again, I, I suggest to your listeners today that are listening that if you don't have a vast amount of money at the moment, but you really want to build a holiday let portfolio, 
do not let the fact that you don't have a lot of money or, or you have, a, you know, a, as I say, a six-figure sum, you can take over a million-pound property uh, for a lot less than having to invest sort of £100,000, but I can show you how to do that. People's dreams are what actually hold them back. It's about building a relationship with a business person who believes in their plan. So people need to have plans, Elaine, and I, I'd sort of bang my gavel as I say that. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's great advice. Like you said, I like the I like the way that you you pushed aside the idea of goals and said no, it's the plan, and the plan is what takes you to your ultimate reality that you you really really have dreamed of so thank you for for sharing a lot of amazing advice that you, you've got here and I, and I love the way that you've shared all of the different relationships that you do have and how you can help people with whatever problem they have because you have already built up those relationships yourself and you're you're willing to share those relationships well absolutely to help people move forward absolutely it's not about me elaine and, and i think that's what a lot of um a lot of other coaches and mentors maybe struggle with it. It shouldn't be about uh, the training company. It shouldn't be about my growth anymore. My growth is, I, I had my first business when I was eight. You know, a lot of people laugh at that and go, what can you do at eight years of age? Well, actually, I went out cutting people's lawns and hedges and weeding their, their drains, and, and they used to give me this thing called cash at the end of it. And I thought, hey, this is quite cool. So by the time I was 11, I actually was like the richest kid in my area. Um, but I was able then to do something which I didn't realize what I was doing then, which was to pay somebody £3 to go and do the work. I'd pocket the fiver, and I made £2 to do nothing. Um, and, of course, we call that as an adult, it's leverage. So <laughs> I learned many, many years ago, and I've constantly shared that relationships are to be shared. Um, our business contacts are to be shared. I would share um, any contact that somebody needs for a specific challenge they have in their life. And that's the key thing. I've mixed with a lot of people uh, over, well, 35 years of, of being around in business. So I can easily connect somebody with somebody if I'm not the expert. That's the one thing I would say. If I'm not an expert in a field, then I would say, hey, I'm not the expert in that field, but I do have the person I'd like to put you in touch with. You don't want me to give you some fluff and bubble. Is it okay if I come back to you tomorrow with that person's details? Nine times out of ten people, Elaine, say absolutely, and thank you for your honesty. Great stuff. So if we were to look at the uh, lot of experience that you have had investing in properties, how would you advise someone new and looking to invest in a holiday let start? Just take us through step by step, just to reiterate what we've discussed and condense it. Yeah, sure. The, the key thing is it's, it's the individual's current knowledge and experience. If someone's already come out of being, um, for example, in the property industry, perhaps as an estate agent, uh, and perhaps have got themselves a couple of uh, residential lets, then they should know all they need to know about how to get into the holiday let market. I think the key thing is you have to pick areas that are not necessarily um, the top flying areas at the moment. I think there are many areas of the UK uh, that are up and coming areas because of, uh, if you like, the headlines and the, the mainstream media um, giving us all those terrible stories of what's happening abroad. Um, I hasten to, 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 you know, to add that I, I'm very pleased that the, the terrible stories that do hit our screen sometimes are very few and far between. But I think there's an element of here in the UK, there are many areas which will start to rise as holiday hotspots you know, over the next five to six years as people's 
Uh, pockets get squeezed for various reasons, and we won't go into politics today, but things do happen and things are forced upon us as, as business people and, and you know, citizens of the same country. So as those things are forced upon us, there, there, there may not be those sort of cheap package holidays for families to go abroad. One of the reasons we do such a lot of work with Haven Holidays and also for Butlins, I, I hasten to add on to the, my list of commercial stuff as well, is that we see a massive growth and a massive investment back into the family holiday camps. So, hey, if anyone has a, an old rundown holiday camp, uh, holiday camp in their area, um, then, then by all means, you know, look at that as a potential investment. Don't think it's too big. Don't think it's outside of your, your financial constraints. Just be sure to connect with somebody who can connect you with other like-minded individuals and, hey, do a massive joint venture. Yeah. So, so just don't be scared to ask is what I'm taking from that. Would you... Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. But when I sit down, or, or certainly when I take phone calls, I have a, um, if you like, a low-level investment entry uh, call system. People can book a call with me. Uh, I'll have a chat with them for an hour. There's a fixed price for that. They can ha ask as many questions during that hour about their, uh, their current situation alone. What I always ask them is, you know, what, okay, you've told me your story, so what's, hold you up? What, what's holding you up now? And it, and it really does go quiet on the end of the phone because – that's when people start to understand everything I've said in the last 43 minutes, 44 minutes of chatting is true, that they've listened to their friends, their closest friends, their family, their, their neighbours, their ex-business partners, their current business partners, their, their brothers and sisters and husbands and wives, etc., etc. And, and they, it's not that they become scared, uh, frighteningly scared. It's just this, this thing of fear. You know, and I have a fear is an interesting um, acronym for me, you know, F-E-A-R. And, and for me, it's false expectations affecting reality. Yeah, false expectations affecting reality. People have an expectation that when they try something new for the first time, the chances are, because other people have told them, that it's going to fail. So it affects their reality. It affects actually what's going to happen. Because if you walk into a room full of venture capitalists with a great business idea, and they're in the, money, you know, they're in the game to make money, if your idea is good and it stacks up, which is why you do need a business mentor to make sure you put things in the right format, then they're going to invest in you. That's their job. They don't want to go looking for run-down um, holiday camps. They don't want to be looking for empty castles, looking for refurbishment. What they want is for people to do the legwork, then come into their office with their business plan to get the investment. So don't be scared, everybody. Just put this whole thing, this whole dogma of you know, false expectations affecting your reality. You have a plan in mind. Make sure you write it down. Make sure you connect with like-minded people that are going to make it happen for you. Yeah, and I think the the key point there is to speak to, I mean, like, as you said, you, you may be spoken to your closest relatives, you've asked opinions of, of friends and family, but they may not have had the experiences that you are trying to, to get involved in. So they might not be the right people. So asking the right people is also a key point. Would you agree with Elena that? Elaine, I would, and I can give you an, a case study here. Uh, round about three years ago, I was running a large mastermind where we had 14 individuals, but we did have a number of other property mentors. So again, going back to what I said, earlier there was sort of four four students to one mentor okay and one of my uh, mentor uh, mentees said to me uh, after we did the section on um, auctions because I teach people how to go to auctions and how to buy and sell and looking at the legal pack and what you need to look out for and the pitfalls and the benefits etc etc but they came to me and they said you know what Mark I really uh, like Martin Roberts and I said, like Martin Roberts, she's, oh, she said, he's a lovely chap. I love watching his program on the television. I'd love somehow to work with him. 
So I said, hey, why don't you just write to the film company? Tell them that you've just taken on an auction property and they, you know, see if they want to follow your story. Well, as it goes, they did want to follow their story. So the auction property was secured. Um, I taught them how to get the joint venture finance together. They were filmed with the property as it was. And sometime later, as part of the media uh, program, it was filmed once it had finished and it had been sold. Now, the interesting thing is that there was a journey. There was a live journey for my mentees because they'd done the actual training. They'd followed what I'd said. They'd bought the property. They'd got the joint venture finance. They'd refurbished it. They'd sold it. They'd doubled their money. And they, by the way, they were having it as a holiday let, so it is relevant for, for our listeners today. But, but they were going to have it as a holiday let, but they doubled their money. And on top of that, a, a little, little add-on that came out of it was – from individuals watching the program, and for our listeners today, they'll know that you can never stand on there promoting your own property business, but the estate agents' names and companies are always mentioned. You know, in the footers, so yeah. Mr. Smith from Blogs and Co. Estate Agents value this property today at X, Y, or Z. And what happened was three individual um, uh, watchers of the program got in touch with the estate agents, and my students ended up being offered collectively £500,000 of additional investment finance from the people watching the TV show. Wow. So that springboarded their property career to a completely different level. So just by mentioning to you what they might like to do, maybe thinking, oh, tentatively want to mention this in case it just sounds a little bit silly when I say it out loud. In actual fact, there's, there's nothing silly because you mentioned to the right people and it can all be either given a great idea or passed on to the person that does know and it can start a snowball effect which clearly happened there absolutely you know everybody has the same opportunities everybody else the only difference that makes me different to anybody else listening on this call from me being a successful and wealthy entrepreneur and business person as there may be others listening in too but for our listeners today who are looking to step up just do it whatever it is just do it because you know what there is no right or wrong in life there's only consequence Great stuff. Thank you. Just before we start to, to close, what's your, I mean, you've probably covered it today and there's clearly a lot, but what is your key guiding principle that you run your businesses by and that you could share with, with owners listening today? Sure. Well, the key thing is to always be ethical and to always be congruent in what you say. For everyone who listens today, they could play this recording in five years time and I'd still be saying the same things. There are, there are, a lot of individuals out there, so I call it um, social proof and validation. You know, before you choose a business person to work with, either as a coach, a mentor, as an investor, or, or just to have them as part of your circle, you know, your leverage circle, be sure that you validate it first, that you're going to be working with somebody that you can just jump online and go, is this person, you know, for example, the, the stories I've given over the last 50 minutes, you know, my clients, uh, uh, the auction story I've just shared, you know, go and find out if that's correct or not. Now, I know it is, because otherwise I wouldn't share it. But, you know, there are people out there that have stories, um, and they're trying to sort of build their career by utilizing other people. And the challenge with that is that it doesn't always work. And, and that's where I hear these horror stories in the property industry, where individuals invest with individuals and suddenly their money disappears. So be very, very careful. There are, there are a lot of individuals using the internet for other reasons rather than genuine interest in helping you build your property portfolio and your holiday letter portfolio. That is really, really good advice. And thank you. That's a, a definite warning that people should should heed. Mark, I really want to thank you for the time that you spent with us today. I mean, there's so much you've shared with us today um, from a holiday let point of view, from a property in general point of view. 
there's just so much here and I hope that people listening it might be worth listening again just to listen to and really take in the points that Mark has shared with us today. Mark can you tell us how anyone listening can get in touch with you should they want to either reach out to you or start following you online just see what you are all about Elaine, well first of all thank you again for inviting me today i do hope everyone listening has, has gleaned something from what i've had to share with you what i'd like to do elaine before i give you a web address is actually um with your permission is to offer your your listeners to this particular podcast a very special gift where i will share 30 minutes of my time at no charge to them to talk about their property situation um and with your permission i'd like to give you a web address they can go to and book a call with me via my team oh my goodness that's hugely generous and very unexpected thank you yes 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 okay so for <laughs> everyone listening uh, if you get your pen and paper or get ready to pause and rewind this in the future if you'd like to book a call with me just simply go to the following web address which is call c-a-l-l call dot the business builder dot expert so that's call dot the business builder dot expert that will take you through to my real-time availability diary which sits online uh, there are instructions on the left hand side of the screen please feel free if you want me to assist in any way in your property journey to build your holiday let portfolio just go and book a call with me and as my gift for listening to elaine's podcast today i genuinely offer you 30 minutes of my time in terms of the value of that that's around about 250 pounds i charge 500 pound an hour to consult normally but i will happily offer you for listening into elaine's podcast today that 30 minute chat wowee blow me away thank you uh, very very much appreciate Elaine, that's, that, no problem at all that's my gift to yourself and thank you and the only other um, address i would ask individuals to have a look at if you want to learn more about property and training etc very simply markwalker.training so jump onto your browser markwalker.training that will take you through to my training page as i say if you want to book that call with me it's just call dot the business builder dot uh, bear with me, I do apologise. Call dot the business builder dot expert. Perfect. Thank you. And of course, I will link all of this up in the show notes at holidayletsuccess.com. So if you haven't got a pen handy, just nip onto the website and you will see on Mark's page the full details that we've discussed today and that very generous offer which I urge you to to jump on especially after you've heard exactly how good Mark is today so Mark again I want to thank you for your time and I love to keep in touch with you and to to continue to see exactly all the things that you are getting up to I love following you online I'm always seeing an amazing property on your your Facebook feed and I just, I just love it. I really, really enjoy following you. So thank you very much for that. And uh, hopefully I will get to speak to you again in the not-too-distant future. Thank you. Elaine, thank you so much. And to everybody listening in today, thank you uh, for, for taking my information on board. Look forward to connecting with you. And the main thing is just go out there and do it. Thank you for that, Mark. Bye for now. Bye for now, Elaine. Okay, so great stuff there. I told you it was exciting and I'm trying not to leap out of my seat and jump around and around just to, to share this opportunity with you to spend 30 minutes with Mark. It does, it would usually cost £250, but for Holiday Let Success listeners, it is completely free. Head on over to holidayletsuccess.com forward slash biz builder and you will be able to link through to the booking site that Mark mentioned in the recording and you'll be able to book your your time with him so jump on this 
go and enjoy chatting to him. His knowledge, as you've heard, is just extremely extensive and he really is somebody to to learn an awful lot from. So thank you again for listening. I would love to hear from you. Head on over to the website, leave me a a voicemail over on the right-hand side. Let me know when you booked in with Mark and what the outcome was, what your thinking is since talking to him and if it's really helped you look at your investment slightly differently i hope it has opened up possibly a, a, it could have started a, a real snowball into to something absolutely incredible for your for your future and to meet your your goals so thank you again for listening i will speak to you again very soon bye for now <laughs>